What is up, guys? Welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Addison, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Sophie, and I'm the other co-host of this podcast. Um, Forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Welcome to April. Happy April, everybody. Can't believe it's April. We're recording this on April Fool's, so hopefully you didn't get fooled. Uh, if you did, I'm so sorry. Um, we are, I am so sorry, I'm lost for words today. We are in a new series called Hot Takes, and we're going to talk about some things that might seem a little controversial or a little bit more heavy isn't the right word, just kind of deep, I guess you could say. Um, and we're going to talk about our takes on it. Uh, I think that I want to preface this by saying these are our like opinions. Um, we're going to use scripture to show you why we think the way we think but we understand and we acknowledge not everyone is going to think the same way and we don't want you to take this as truth we want you to dive into it for your own um hopefully this helps you or guides you and that's just kind of our hope with it um we are probably going to stumble over our words because we were talking about this and it's a lot of these topics are tricky and there's fine lines we keep using the phrase there's a fine line because it's just a lot to unpack but we're gonna try our best so that's why we're here today we're talking about how anxiety is lying to you we'll get into that later but first we're gonna do our words of the week or wow that was cute um yeah like sophie said we're welcoming hot take april with a bang today um and i'm stoked but first I would describe this week as sick. I was sick um, this week and I don't get sick very often. So it kind of threw me for a loop. I was not thriving y'all. It was not pretty, Um, but I did listen to my body and I rested when I needed to. And I just like, haven't rested. Like I've been going for so long um, that I think my body was just like shouting, you can't do that anymore. You need to calm down and take three minutes to sleep, please. So I spent a lot of time sleeping and drinking some ginger ale and hoping for the best. So yeah, that's this week. Yeah, that's good. Um, sorry you're sick. I'm glad you're feeling better. Addie's prom is tomorrow. Fun fact. Big true i was scared night. i it's was gonna be scared. the night to remember <laughs> i was like y'all i'm sick at prom no <laughs> every time i think about prom i think about the high school musical it's gonna be the night that song um but that is a side note my week i think would be described as i'm gonna say springtime because even though it was kind of cold this week it was also starting to feel like spring outside um I even got some spring allergies, which is good. Not good, but exciting because it's springtime and I love spring and it also feels like springtime in my life, which is a good feeling. Uh, and I like it and I feel like things are kind of coming together. Uh, winter feel, felt really long seasonally, but also like emotionally. I don't know. For some reason this year, my feelings have been aligning with the seasons. Um, and so winter just felt super long. I say winter like talking about the season you get the vibe I don't know I just like to use those words because there's this really cool song that I like called springtime by Chris Renzema and so every time I think of the word springtime I think about that song and I like that's a feeling in my mind so it feels like springtime but it also actually feels like springtime sorry I'm rambling 
So we're going to talk about anxiety and how it's lying to you. So let's do it. Go ahead, Addy. Let's do it. I'm stoked. I also like also, wow, I just said also like back to back, um, love to describe springtime as a feeling. And that song, guys, that is so good. If you haven't listened to it, I'm pretty sure this is a song that says, um, God, you made for its season, but only one spring. Um, nope, that's a different song. So be shaking your head. It's another song by also Chris Renzema. Um, I don't know which one, obviously. Um, let the ground rest. Oh, let the ground rest. Okay, that's my favorite song. I always mix them up because they're both good, but I just like truly am terrible with lyrics and songs. Um, but anyway, so if you listen to Springtime, you should also listen to Let the Ground Rest because it's talking about how, um, like, God, you made four seasons, but only one spring, which is like when everything springs. And it's talking about rest and taking time to, um, I guess, like grow and be poured into. It's really cool. Um, and has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about anxiety. Um, and I kind of want to start by telling you guys this little story because when I was sick, we had no idea what was wrong with me. I just quickly became a tummy ache gal. Um, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I keep seeing this, um, meme, this message all around. That's like, you're either a headache girl or a tummy ache girl. And, um, there's no in between, but basically you either have a headache or your stomach ache all the time. And I've always been a headache gal. Not that I have one all the time, but it's like, I usually get headaches. If I'm going to be in pain, it's going to be a headache. Um, and I have friends that are tummy ache people. They're just like, that's a thing. And I praise God that I'm not a tummy ache gal normally because I did not handle it well. When I tell you everybody in my life knew that I had a tummy ache, Everybody knew I was alerting the presses. I was saying, guys, my stomach hurts. I don't feel good. I think I need to go home. I was just like all up in everybody's business. I wanted to make sure that they knew I was uncomfortable and that I didn't want to be there. And so it's just like, thank goodness people don't have to hear that from me all the time. Um, and like, so there's just a lot of things it could have been, it could have been like just exhaustion. It could have been a little stomach bug. It could have been gluten intolerance, which I've dealt with before. It could have been anxiety which I didn't even think about until today when I was once again sitting in class and was like, y'all, my stomach ache is back. Like, I, like my tummy hurts again. And like this girl that I'm sitting next to that I quickly became friends with because we are in a really hard class together and we just like struggled through it together. She looks at me and she's like, do you think it could be anxiety? Because I was like talking about the test and I was like, I like dumbly stared back at her. And I don't want to say that I think like the past week of me being sick was from anxiety, but I do think that it's an actual like palpable thing that anxiety is so tangible and so prevalent in society and in so many people that it affects um, everybody in different ways, obviously, but it is just like something that we can kind of grow numb to. In a way, I feel like everybody has some level of anxiety. Um, I was talking to my parents and they're like, I never would have described you as a highly anxious person. Um, and it's just like, I'm just good at handling it normally. Sometimes I'm not. And it manifests itself in strange ways. But other times I can just handle it and move on. Um, so I want to like start all of this talking by just saying anxiety is real. A hundred percent. Whether you are diagnosed or not, anxiety is real. If you have a therapist and they are talking through things with you and you're going to talk therapy or you're on meds for anxiety, that's all good. And that is all okay. Anxiety is real and it needs to be treated and taken care of. Um, and there are so many helpful resources online and it doesn't make you less of a person or less of a Christian or 
defective in any way. So I don't like, I want to make that very clear is that I believe that anxiety is real. Sophie believes that anxiety is real. Okay. I'm not trying to discount your feelings in anything I say in this episode. And if that's what it feels like, please reach out to us. Okay. Like that is not what we're trying to do. I pose a question of what if your anxiety is lying to you? Because I think that 90% of the time my anxiety is around, it's literally lying to me. Like it's just my mind lying to me. And we can take it as far as saying maybe anxiety is literally just sinful. It's not like you're sinning. It's a result of sinfulness in that it's not something that was created perfectly by God for God. So that means it's a result of the fall, which means it's from Satan. Um, And it's caused to only seek, kill, and destroy, which we know that is what Satan's purpose and cause is. Um, So I want to pose this question of what if your anxiety is lying to you? Um, I think that a lot of times, if I am thinking about the common factors of my anxiety, a lot of it goes down to insecurity. Whether I am insecure about myself, I'm insecure about what's going on around me. I'm scared about what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I'm like, I can't control anything around me. All of that can cause anxiety. Um, And honestly, it's just something that you have to like kind of go through in a way so that you're able to diagnose, like, because everybody's anxiety is different. Everybody um, just like certain things trigger it. Like what causes anxiety for Sophie may not for me. And what causes anxiety for me may not for Sophie. Um, so like, as much as I hate to say, like, you just have to go through anxiety to understand how to w- work with it and deal with it. Um, sometimes it takes like literally writing down. That's what I did. I literally wrote down every time I felt anxious. I was like, what around me is making me anxious? Um, like, what is the circumstance? And then like, slowly I was able to find like common denominators of like, oh, I was anxious before this band concert because I was insecure in um, my abilities. Or, oh, I was anxious before um, hanging out with this person because I wasn't sure if they were going to like me or not. Or, oh, I was anxious before this test because I wasn't sure if I was going to do well. And a lot of it just came down to insecurity. Um, And I'm not saying your anxiety is always going to be from insecurity, but a lot of it is. I don't know if I can speak for Sophie, but I'll let her touch on that later of like, what her anxiety stems from. Um, and ultimately if it's from insecurity, that means it's, a um, it becomes an identification issue because why is my security in things of this world and why is it shaken? You know, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Um, I completely agree with Addie that we're not trying to discount your feelings or discount, um, anxiety because it is real. And um, like I was talking about earlier, I've also experienced it affecting like other areas of my life, like my health. And so um, I'm in that boat with you. So um, I think uh, I really liked what I said, how her anxiety stems from identity. My, I would say the places in my life where I face the most anxiety come from circumstances. um, And that comes in like different forms and lack of control. So my whole life, um, whenever I'm in a like circumstance and those two go hand in hand. So my whole life, whenever I've been in a circumstance where I don't have much control, I feel anxious. Like, um, I feel like that's kind of, I'm not alone in that, but I also feel very get anxious about things that I can't control that are in the future. 
uh, that's been a big one this year, especially with college, but that's been something that I've dealt with um, before. And I think that my anxiety also comes, this is like kind of small, but I get really anxious when I'm late, like super anxious. Like the other day I was late for work and I was um, not following the speed limit (laughs) to get there because, and it was because of my anxiety because I was so anxious about being late. And so I think um, what I have understood about me and my life is oftentimes when I do start to like spiral into that because I encourage you to read Jenny Allen's book get out of your head because it really um is a helpful tool and it really encouraged me to stop the spiral because oftentimes I would spiral um into anxiety and I wouldn't know that I was and I wouldn't realize that's what it was and then I would just look up and I'd be feeling all anxious and all nervous and I wouldn't know where it came from or how it started so um for me it often started with Step, taking a step back and like what I was saying, asking myself, what, what do I feel anxious about? And for me, oftentimes it's because of this feeling of trying to grab control over something. And uh, in my life, the way that anxiety has kind of been like relieved, I guess you could say, but I don't want to say like cured because um, it's I'm like a really stubborn person, I guess you could say, and I'm always facing that. But I always think back to and remind myself of the fact that I have no control. (laughs) I have no control over circumstances and situations. And when I am feeling that way, I find myself forgetting of the one who's in control. And I find myself forgetting the fact that, let's just take college, for example, the past nine months, I felt so anxious about where I was going to go to college. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. And in all of those times, I would feel myself spiraling and I would remind myself, the Lord knows where you're going and you don't have to decide where you're going today. So stop spiraling because this is out of your control. Um, Because in my mind, me deciding where I'm going to college, that felt like something I could control. Uh, And yes, I do decide, but I don't know. There's just, it's once again, just this fine line. But I think what I'm getting at is I don't control much in life. I tell myself almost every day, you control your words and your actions. And that's about it. So if I can um, do both of those well, treat people with kindness and speak kind words, then that's all that I can control. And so I think for me, that's where my anxiety stems from. Yeah, I would say I was literally just talking to my dad about this over lunch um, a couple of days ago, and um, we were talking about how just anxiety works and how um, a lot of times I used to find myself, it was something that I really, really struggled with um, for like a while, like just being paralyzed by anxiety. And there are absolutely times still where I'm like, I am so anxious, it's hard to breathe. Um, but for a while, it was like truly paralyzing. And like Sophie said, identifying what was the cause and like stopping the spiral is crucial. Um, And part of that was just learning how to control my controllables. I can't control how other people think of me. I can't or what other people think of me. I can't control what rumors they're spreading or what they're saying or who's getting told what information about me. All I can control is what I actually do and what I actually say and who I actually represent. And if I'm representing an unchanging God, then why am I worried about it? You know? Um, And it's like, if I know that my future 
is in the hands of the Lord and the God who perfectly created such an incredible universe and individually designed me and designed my future. Why am I worried about it? You know, and that doesn't discount the fact that like, yes, it's still scary because like Sophie's saying, we think we have control and it's like to some level, we kind of have free will and to some level it's already kind of determined and it's all like a confusing thing. Um, but backing up and looking at it from a bigger picture of, oh, maybe this thought that I'm not good enough or that I'm not going anywhere in the life is just a lie. Maybe it's somebody one time saying, are you sure you can do that? And that little lie sparked or that little question sparked enough insecurity and um, lingered a little bit too long in my mind. And now I can't get past it. And maybe it's all just a lie from Satan saying you were never good enough when in fact the goodest, the goodest, is that a word? <laughs> the, the best God and we were created to be good and he created us perfectly and in his image. And yes, technically we are not perfect because we live in a sinful world. Um, but we are still held in perfect hands. We are held by an unchanging father. And like, that is so good. Um, so I just like, whenever I'm feeling paralyzed by fear, really this topic came because we were trying to, um, talk about discernment versus overthinking. And we're going to talk about overthinking in just a second. But, um, when I think about anxiety, I think about all the times I've sat in my room and wrote in my little journal, all of the things in my unknown section of my Bible study, which we're also talking about later in June. Um, but basically in my Bible study, I always have a little section where I have like a little unknown tab and that's just things I surrender to God. And it was like, before I started living in wholehearted surrender or even strived to live in wholehearted surrender, I was a wreck because I was just like, all of these little things, all of these little trifles, all these little things that I think I can control are under my control. And you know how anxiety inducing that is to have all of these little tiny tasks. And what if you forget one and you forget to check on it every now and then? And it's like, what if I forgot to um, turn off my hair straightener this morning? I don't know. What if I did like, and just like all the stuff like that, just like little tiny things. Um, and it's like, if you just, what it, like, what if your anxiety is just lying to you? I want to challenge you guys to just question the next time you're feeling anxious, like really truly think about like, what is this thought? What is making me anxious right now? What is it that is causing me to be in a panic? Is it um, just like, like, let's say it's like social anxiety. You're about to go to a huge event and you're so, so scared. And I get that I've been there. I'm like, I don't know how to make friends. That's the lie. That's the lie that I've been believing recently. When I got this new job, I am like literally so stoked for my first, one of my first thoughts. I've been praying about this job for years and I'm like so excited. But my first thought was, I don't know how to make friends. Same thing of college is like, I'm about to go to college and I'm so excited, but how do I make friends? How do I live without my parents? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so scared. I'm paralyzed. I'm panicking, right? What's the lie there? that I don't know how to make friends, that I'm not good enough to make friends. What about all the people I have at home? That's literally just a lie. What about the people who are happy to call me their friend? What about all the times that I have gone and talked to strangers and shared the gospel with them? What about the image of the father that I was created? And what about the unique personality that I have that some people are going to love and some people probably won't? Like, yes, it's true that those things are scary and that some people probably aren't going to like me. But that doesn't change the fact that like 
we still are going to have friends and we're still going to do cool things and we're still going to move on in life. You know, a lot of times my anxiety is just over super small things that actually don't matter. The only thing that matters is the gospel and making God known. And it's hard to live like that. It's hard to remember that when we are living in a world that is so um, works-based and all of these different things, um, like so productivity focused and consumerist focused. But that said, um, a lot of my anxiety also comes from the fact that I lay in my bed at night and I just think for hours until I can fall asleep. And it's just like not healthy at all. Um, whenever we were trying to plan for actually the first quarter, we had somebody suggest that we talked about discernment versus overthinking. Um, and I was like, dude, I don't even know how to talk about that because all I ever do is overthink. Um, but I also get really frustrated when I have friends that are like, well, I don't know about this decision. And if it's the right thing or if it's what God said, I'm just like, shut up. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Why are you doubting his capabilities when the Lord himself already created the plan and you are just a mere chess piece, dude? Like you don't have the power to make this decision. Whatever you do is going to coincide with God's plan, right? It's like a fine line between knowing that you do have free will and that the Lord also has a plan for you. So whether you, it's like kind of like a choose your own adventure where it's like, you're going to end up at the same location. Maybe it's just a different way. And I don't know if that's a hundred percent the best way to describe it, but that's how I'm going to describe it. Cause that's how I like to think about it. And it makes it a lot easier for me to think about. But that said, like, if you are a believer and you have proclaimed Christ as the son of God and died for your sins and rose three days later, then you have the Holy spirit residing in you to help you make decisions, to give you spiritual discernment. Um, and I think the difference between that, Sophie, I'll let you say the verse because you said it a lot better than I did. Um, but, and I, it's just like a confusing thing for me, but that said, um, with the Holy spirit, there is discernment. And then, um, there is overthinking. And if you are anxious, I wouldn't go as far to say that the Holy Spirit to say as like the Holy Spirit brings you anxiety because I don't think he does. Um, I think he brings peace. And I think that there can be anxiety in a sense of peace because a lot of times when I feel peace, it gives me more things to think of. And I'm like, why am I calm right now? Why am I peaceful? And that's the overthinking part of it. Do you know what I mean, Soph? Yeah, I think oftentimes um this is something that I wanted to say earlier this kind of goes with like overthinking and discernment but if something is making you anxious and like you kind of trace it back it could be valid I mean okay your feelings are valid <laughs> like no matter what's making you anxious it's that's how you feel that's valid but like what Addie was saying earlier sometimes it's small and it's like you're anxious about what someone thinks about you and eternally that doesn't matter but you could like I have felt anxious in my life before like rightfully so and it was like the right feeling to have like I was in a situation or maybe a certain relationship and I didn't like feel like I felt anxious like and like that's not always the wrong response to have yeah and so I like think- feelings are a gift from God and yeah. Sometimes it's like a protective thing too, you know? Yeah. And so like looking back, like there was a season where I was pretty anxious and looking back, like I can think about what was making me anxious. And then once those things in my life weren't in my life anymore, and it's not anything bad. It just like the season changed. Uh, 
I felt so much peace and I realized like, man, that anxiety that was there, it wasn't, I mean, it didn't feel good, but it was there because it wasn't where I was supposed to be. Uh, It wasn't the path that I was supposed to be continuing on. Um, So praise the Lord for that. But kind of going off of that is a verse found in 1 Corinthians 14 that Addie and I were talking about earlier. And it's verse 33 that says, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. So I think like what Addie was saying earlier, um, I think it's easy to be in my mind. I even said this, it's like, oh, well, if you have, if you have a decision and you feel peace about it, then it's from God. And I think that's true. But, um, and I think that that is a good way to look at it. But I think here's a good example, me picking where it's going to go to college, no matter where I picked any of the schools that I picked, I'm still going to feel anxious, um, be about the future. And it's not like I made just because I feel anxious. It's not that I made the wrong choice. Like the school that I'm going to is great. And I'm so excited about it. And I do feel peace that like, I'm going to find good community there. And then I'm going to thrive there, but I'm still nervous. I'm I'm still nervous. Like what Addie's talking about, I'm still scared. How do I basically start life over to an extent, which is so overdramatic and that's me spiraling, but that's just what I like. That's just my thought. And so I think that, um, I always like to say that confusion isn't kind. And when I read this verse in my devotion, I was like, yeah, God isn't a God of confusion because God is kind and confusion isn't kind. So he's not going to confuse you. He's not going to like put something in front of you that's going to confuse you and make you be like, well, what? (laughs) Like now I'm all confused because um, I don't know if you've ever felt confused before, if someone's confused you on accident or maybe on purpose. I don't know. It's not very cool, but it's not a very fun feeling and you don't really know what's going on. Um, and God will never make you feel like that. And so that gives me a lot of peace. And I know that's the next thing in the verse, but that's kind of cool because just because um, something might seem confusing or it might seem like not confusing just because something might seem unclear or just because something might not seem very direct, uh, it doesn't mean that God's trying to confuse you. Um, and that I know that verse is kind of hard and it's there's kind of a lot there. But I think any decision, like what Addie was saying, God already knows what path you're going to go on in life. So the decisions you make, while yes, they're big, God already knows the next 20 steps in your life, the next however many steps you have in life. And so that's where I find my peace. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, we're not promised clear direction all the time. So when I hear people that are like, oh, I'm just waiting on the Lord to reveal to me where I'm going to go to school or where I'm going to do this or do that or whatever. I'm like, when did God promise us clear direction? Right. He He didn't correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's anywhere in the Bible that he promised us that he would reveal every step of the way for us. Right. So he doesn't provide clarity every time, but he also never provides confusion. Exactly. Like we're not provided that thing. And like, praise God, if I knew exactly what was going to happen to me for the rest of the life, I feel like I'd just be living like a robot. I'm like, well, for the next four years, I'm going to go to Texas A&M. And then for the next three years, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to get married here. And I'm going to have a kid here. And it's just like, you're just waiting for it to happen to you. And like, 
what is what is life at that point like it's just nothing like there's no fun no excitement nothing right it's still good but whatever um anyways my point being we like often in our um culture just blame things on anxiety of like well I just was so anxious so I didn't I just was really nervous so I didn't even try um and I've been caught by that lie so many times where I'm just like I can't do it because I'm scared and um that's another thing I want to say is like there's like we should probably as a like as a society work on identifying our emotions because there are a lot of times where I'm tempted to say I'm anxious when I'm really just slightly nervous um, and they're different, um, or where I'm saying that I'm scared and I like, am actually having anxiety about something. Um, there's differences and there are websites that will explain it much better than I ever will. Um, I know that I like, this is a very common verse that is, do not be anxious about anything except be prayerful and everything. Um, and that is, there's truth in that, in that anxiety is just like, it's in the Bible. It's a thing. It's been a thing forever. Um, and I would say that we um, probably don't handle it the best way that we could, including myself. I like, whenever I'm anxious, my first thought is not to pray. It should be though. Um, and like, that's something that I have to work on. And I think that's something that um, not can like, like Sophie said earlier, it's not going to heal or like cure your anxiety, but it can help. Um, it's just like, just like tangibly, like here's some palpable steps for you. Um, identify, like I always, first thing I do when I'm anxious is identify what's giving me anxiety. Um, like the extent of it of like, oh, I am strong and I am um, courageous. Like I have the Holy spirit within me. I can continue on and I can deal with this situation or if I need to know my limits and back off because sometimes that is just as good of a thing to do. Um, and then I pray about it. Hopefully is our next step. Find scriptures that speak to you. Um, and just ultimately surrendering more things to God um, that's been the most helpful thing to me is just like, Lord, this is in your hands. The first, at the first sight of anxiety, oh, I'm anxious about college decisions. Lord, this is in your hands. Um, I'm anxious about a test. God, this is in your hands, right? It's just taking it away from us. Cause it's like, I'm not going to do a good job of handling this, but you know, who would Jesus probably most likely. Right. Um, so yeah, I just think that's something I want to challenge you guys to is, um, I'm not saying your anxiety is always going to be a lie because there are times where anxiety is like, I want to say good, but like, it's normal to feel anxiety and it's probably a better response than being oblivious to things. Um, like if you were about to go on like a huge roller coaster and it started making a really funky noise, I think it would give you anxiety. And I think that's probably a good thing. Um, so I'm not saying ignore your anxiety or be like, I think my anxiety is lying to me. I'm going to go on it anyways. But there are times where it's like, oh, is my anxiety lying to me? Am I being overdramatic about the situation? I never want to call anybody dramatic because I'm very dramatic and I am very sensitive. Like my anxiety is like, you'll see like me freak out over small things every now and then, but just knowing yourself. And like, that's not something like I would never look at somebody and be like, I think you're being dramatic about the situation. Your anxiety is too much. Cause like, I don't know them and I don't know what they're going through. And I don't know, um, like almost like their pain level or like their anxiety level. Um, but that said, like you were never called 
to meet somebody who's facing anxiety with hate or with like judgment by any means anyways um so that's it just knowing yourself and maybe reflecting on things like if you were anxious all day and then you get home and you're like okay what made me anxious today um or how could I have handled that better you know what I mean yeah uh I think the last thing that I'll say is the greatest thing that I learned to do and I'm still learning to do is um, to unpack and put a name to my feelings. Something that Jonathan Pakluda says that I really like is he says, feelings are real, but they're not always reliable. And the fact of the matter is at the end of the day, if I'm feeling X, Y, and Z, those are real. Like that is what I'm feeling. <laughs> and so if I don't know how, like what that is and how to kind of verbalize that, whether that's just to myself or whether that's to someone, um, then it like, then I can't work through it. And what I mean, like, that's me personally. Like if I am feeling super nervous about something, but I don't know how to verbalize that I'm feeling nervous, um, then I'm just going to snap at the people around me and they're not going to understand why. And they're just going to get mad. And then like, then I'm just going to be mad that people are mad at me. And then it's just going to be this like, whole thing. And I know that sounds like super like elementary and almost like something that you learn to do as a kid, but I, it's like the deeper feelings learning and it is hard. And I mean, I'm still learning. And I think that it's something that takes like a lot of introspection, I think is the word. <laughs> like it just takes a lot of time with your self and with thoughts but I think that it's something that's really important to do like what Addie was saying to truly understand what you're feeling to then know what to do from there and to understand and to think about is this reliable like is this feeling that I'm feeling reliable you know is this anxiety about going on the roller coaster is that something that I should listen to or is that something that's lying to me so understanding that is really crucial so do you want to pray Addie? Yeah. Heavenly Father, I come to you and thanks for the opportunity to sit down and just kind of candidly think out our thoughts on this podcast. God, you're good. And I pray that any words that are not from you, that they fall on deaf ears. God, you are good for giving us emotions and the fact that they are real. Um, I pray that your spirit allows us to discern um, rather than overthink and that we are able to um, pause our emotions and just diagnose the root of them. And if they are sinful, God, let them be gone and surrender to you. Um, and if they are real, Lord, I pray that we are also able to surrender those to you and take the next steps that align with your will. Um, and it's in your sense I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. We hope that was helpful, encouraging, whatever it may be. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback and we'd love to hear any prayer requests you might have. So email us at ourheartssurrendered at gmail.com. Uh, we have an Instagram that's pretty fun. Go follow it at Our Hearts Surrendered. It's not a faith podcast anymore. It's changed and it'll be in the show notes. And we also have a blog. So if you want to read it or share it, or if you know someone that doesn't like podcasts, but they like blogs, go send it to them or go read it for yourself. It's Broken Vessels blog. It's also in the show notes. Um, we think that's it. We hope you guys have a great week, a great start to April. We'll talk to you guys next week. Let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week. Bye.